Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guests today are from Warrior Revival, and the website is warrior-revival.org. Founder and clinical psychologist, Katie Fry, welcome. Thank you so much. And co-founder and U.S. Air Force veteran, Zach Jacobs, welcome. Thank you, I appreciate it. Can I call you Zach? Is that okay? Zach is what I prefer, yes. Okay, great. So um, this is a brand new organization. 2023 is is its first year, so this is a a brand new baby nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Um, Katie, maybe you can talk about uh, what inspired you to start this and what it is you hope to accomplish. Yeah, so always have been really passionate about that process of transitioning. And interestingly, while I haven't served myself and have really wanted to, um, the path that I ended up on was uh, going for my doctorate and really looking and researching that cohesion experience in the military that isn't so much found post-discharge and wanted to kind of see if we could keep that cohesive piece, how that would translate. And so that's where Warrior was an opportunity to really help bring these recreational experiences to get veterans out to continue that cohesion. Um, And so we really built this model of having those experiences, the recreation, a mentorship program and therapeutic retreats, uh, and really with the goal to get veterans together post-discharge. And I know it started this year, but how new is it? (laughs) May 2023. Okay, so we're just, what, about six months into this endeavor? Yeah. I always like to hear the backgrounds of people and how they end up where they ended up. So, Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're you're a veteran. What was your experience like, and how did you end up being a co-founder of Warrior Revival? Uh, so, last question first. Uh, with <laughs> Warrior Revival, Katie um, kind of mentioned it to me with uh, the transition program that the military has, and it is truly lacking. If you talk to any veteran, Uh, You'll get a story of, you know, we sat around for a week and just did nothing. Or in my case, uh, there was nothing. Literally one day I was in and the next day I was out. There was no, you know, transition whatsoever. And Mm. so having something like this, I think, is huge. And uh, trying to give that uh, that sort of expertise to veterans that are leaving the military, especially after, you know, some of them served 20 plus years and, you know, they deserve that. And I just thought of this, you know, when you join the military, there's all sorts of training you go through, and there's a process. You don't just go get on a plane and go to Afghanistan. But when you leave, like you say, you're in one day, you're out the next day. There's no transition. Yeah, the transition into the military, at least for my uh, for my job, was you know a year and a half or more. So, right. Um, yeah, it's it's insane when you're leaving. The military has you know no investment in you from that point on. So it's right. easy for them just to kind of focus their attention elsewhere. And Katie, what's your background? I'm a licensed clinical psychologist, so I work with veterans every day and uh, absolutely love what I do and so very lucky to extend that to Warrior Revival and in a different capacity, and it's been really awesome. There were some numbers on your website that kind of blew me away, so I want to ask you about those, Mm. but when we talk numbers, I always want to remind people, like, each one of those numbers is an actual human being, you know? When you talk about thousands, sometimes you, you forget those are individual people, but about how many new veterans are there each year? Yeah, so each year, um, 200,000. And then total number of veterans that are still with us in the U.S., what's that number look like? Uh, 19 million. 19 million Mm -hmm. veterans in our country. Mm -hmm. These are all people that have served our country. 
And then I also saw that there's between government and nonprofit organizations about 20,000 different organizations that hope to help veterans. So in starting a new one, mm-hmm. knowing that there's 20,000 out there, what is it you hope to do that's maybe a little different yeah. or uh, takes a different approach than all those other ones? One, one thing that comes to mind for me is that you can look at that number and say there's 20,000 organizations, but um, how many of those organizations are active? How many mm-hmm. of those organizations are reaching out to veterans and trying to provide a service? Um, especially for us here in Utah, there was, you know, there's some great uh, organizations for veterans here. And um, one thing that I noticed is that there were very particular uh, organizations. So if you want to go hunt, then mm. there's these, you know, organizations. If you want to go um, cycling, there's these organizations or what have you. So um, it didn't feel like there was sort of any kind of cohesion that would um, bring any veteran in. Whatever your interest is, let's come together and, um, you know, kind of find what interests you to, mm-hmm. to bring everyone together. And I, I think that was kind of our niche as well. But also our goal was to reach out to some of these organizations and say, we're not trying to uh, you know take over anybody's territory. We're trying <laughs> to bring everyone together. Yeah. If, if you are doing a cycling event, like let's partner right. and, you know, get our veteran, not our veterans, but you know, like the veterans, everyone's are, veterans. Yeah. All yeah. the veterans associated and, um, and get them out on a bike ride. So I've noticed because I interview a lot of nonprofits in Utah um, that it feels like in Utah nonprofits work together a little better than maybe other places, or maybe I don't just don't know that other places aren't like that either. But is it that way with these veterans group? Is there a competitiveness or is it a cooperation? Is that something you could talk about? Yeah, I think there has been. Uh, I think we've seen a little bit of both, but more of what you're speaking to of working together. And our goal with that, too, with even outside of nonprofits is to help lessen the divide between military and civilian. And so partnering in, with different organizations or community partners really helps to better provide services to veterans to help them that community too also feel represented uh, and known. Yeah. And, and I noticed throughout your website, you talk about not only veterans, but also their families. Yeah. People sometimes forget that they have gone through some trauma as well, even though they've been here at home the whole time. But then they have this person come home that maybe is a little different than they were when they left. So Zach, as a veteran, what are some of the issues that veterans face? I think most people kind of have a grasp of that, but maybe there's things we haven't thought of. Yeah, there's there's quite a few things, um, and it sort of depends on what type of service uh, that you were in and what your job was. Um, but you can experience any one of those things. Um, you know, PTSD can come from anywhere, whether it was combat or you know even just being in field conditions and being uncomfortable. Um, you know, just like I said, there's a slew of things that can that can cause that. Um, and then I would also say uh, a lot of um, a lot of suffering uh, of military veterans comes from uh, the camaraderie that you have there and, mm. you know, just being close to everyone that you're around and you're around them all day, every day. You know, if you go out at night and do something, you're going out with them. You know, if you come home, you're if you're in a dorm or a barracks, you're coming home with them. Uh, and so to lose that, mm. that camaraderie is a big deal when you leave. Um, and so that I can see coming into, you know, having personal issues, having, you know, problems with connecting to, um, society, having problems connecting with, with outside life, you know, with your family, friends, um, what have you. So that can lead, you know, to divorce, to suicide. Um, 
to all these things that, that really we want to uh, help veterans overcome. And you have that camaraderie and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's gone and you do come home hopefully to a family and friends, but that camaraderie is different because they don't know what you've been through. Is that fair? Totally fair. And again, that's something where we, you know, part of the mentorship program that we, um, you know, incorporate into Warrior Revival is to say, you know, we want to provide mentors that will help not only bring our, you know, bring veterans together, but we'll also kind of take a look at what, you know, veterans have been through and be able to sort of connect with them. And uh, especially if you're a prior veteran and you've been through it yourself, then it's really easy to, to empathize and, right. uh, and kind of help them through some of that problem. And Katie, for the families of veterans, what are the issues they face? Yeah, I think the one of the largest issues that I um, see in talking to veterans is with just being in the household alone, that functioning in terms of I'm now entering back into a home of a routine that's already been set up or with childcare and kind of having difficulty finding the footing again and mm-hmm. the place uh, the veteran might feel like finding their place in that is is one of those areas. And, and I think, too, having time time now on, on their own to figure out what is my schedule? What mm-hmm. do I want to do? What gives me that meaning and purpose and a uh, new identity? Yeah. And spouses and kids, they're excited to have their family <laughs> member home, <laughs> but maybe things don't go exactly how they envisioned it would go when they come home. Yeah. Yeah. I think what, what we tend to start to see is sometimes there's irritability. There is uh just trying to figure out um, again, that, that footing, but in a sense where, how to best, communicate because a veteran might feel like I've gone through this whole experience that my family does not understand and I'm still living that whether mm-hmm. the environment has changed or not and family doesn't know but they know something's different yeah, that's got to be tough for kids too like we're excited yeah. to have mom or dad home but they're different mm, yeah how do I interact how do yeah. I go near them is am I allowed yeah there's a and, lot and learning to mm. uh, at least for the spouse the child you know if you're coming back with injuries if you're coming back with you know a different mindset learning as the child and as the mother that you've you've known this person for so long and suddenly they're a completely different person and trying to kind of maneuver around that as well Mm -hmm. so i like how you've kind of broken up your uh, what you hope to accomplish Mm -hmm. Uh, you you have some very specific pieces which i think is a a great way to do this so let's kind of talk about each one of those recreation is probably the biggest piece from what i've found looking through your website and it's not necessarily like you're going to get in a group setting or, you know, and everybody's going to be serious and talk. You're just going to go out and have some fun together. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's the idea behind that? So that's, <laughs> that's the best part of it, right? So um, within our board, we have a number of different uh, interests. Um, and our goal is to be able to take veterans out and really just, you know, I, I say the same thing all the time and it drives me nuts, but uh, to get off their couch, to get out of their house, and to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of these, you know, we just talked about all of our 2024 events and trying to plan these out. Our goal is to have veterans be free for every event, no matter what we do. Mm-hmm. Some of our events have to be um, fundraisers because, you know, the money doesn't come from nowhere. But uh, we do what we can to minimize the fundraisers and to just maximize uh veterans being outside being outdoors or for that matter you know indoors climbing or doing like a scuba event Mm. um we've got an awesome motorcycle ride a poker run here in june that i'm you know i'm partial to so um (laughs) it's just a big like a big push to 
not to put veterans out of their element, but to pull them into a new element huh. where they can, um, you know, sort of find new interests. I know you've already had a corn- cornhole tournament, which sounds fun, and a UTV ride, which sounds even more fun to me. Mm. Um, Veterans Day is coming up next weekend, and so you have a, a, uh, an event this Thursday called How to Smoke Meat, and I'm assuming there will be some eating of meat as well. Yes, sir. Um, I, uh, I was looking at the event, and I said, oh, this looks so fun, and then down at the bottom it said Veterans Only. <laughs> so, so tell us about that uh, How to Smoke Meat event, and if somebody is a veteran, how do they participate? Yeah, so that is with uh, RecTech Grill. They have been wonderful to us in Lehigh. They would like to partner with us. They will be smoking meat, uh, steaks, actually, and uh, providing the meals to veterans uh, who we are able to um, bring there and, and see there. And it's a great way. You can register on our website. Um, we have flyer on our social media as well. And so it should be a good time. And Zach, you mentioned mentoring. Um, will everyone who wants to have a mentor have one? That's the goal, yeah. So, so you could be um, have mentored but still have a mentor. Yes. Yeah, so okay. I, ideally, um, there will be some training that we that you know some of us go through. There's a couple of us that are combat veterans, and so we want to kind of take that piece, and then some that are spouses, so they want to kind of take that piece, and so we can really kind of mentor everyone. Um, you know, we kind of span the the gambit. So that, that way you'd have someone responsible for someone else. Um, and then will that mentor also have a mentor? Um, I, I don't foresee that happening okay. just because, I mean, that's where we've all come from. And so we're trying, oh, okay. I don't mean to sound bad, but like trying to bring veterans um, kind of into our fold, if you will. But we very much offer leadership positions in terms of um, we have ambassadors that we want to have as part of our mentorship programs. And they would help, um, in a sense, be able to really help us unite, uh, ignite, I Mm -hmm. should say, and unite uh, within Warrior. Um, So kind of taking this role as well as to if they'd like have a recreational experience. So say that they're really good at guitar and maybe the veteran hasn't picked up the guitar in a long time, but could take this leadership role in hmm. putting an event together. We would help get the equipment. We would help get the veterans together um, and give that opportunity for meaning and purpose back in that way, too. So kind of that sense of mentorship and therapeutic right. retreat yeah. uh, or, excuse me, uh, recreational experience all in one. We're talking to founder and clinical psychologist Katie Fry, co-founder and U.S. Air Force veteran Zach Jacobs. The organization is Warrior Revival. And the website is warrior-revival.org. Therapeutic retreats are something you're hoping to start next year, Katie. Tell us what those will look like. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, our goal here is to help normalize reintegration, help normalize that process of leaving service and post-discharge, what that looks like. And there's a lot of challenges that we want to bring light to. So in our retreats, we will do that. We will meet with couples or families and really talk about those experiences, what they're seeing, normalize what what does tend to happen. Um, because in, in my work, what I've seen is there, it unfortunately leads to sometimes divorce. And all it was is these normal challenges and mm-hmm. how to work through that and offering tips and techniques. We'd also kind of like to look at... Um, couples and uh, PTSD as well and in that same sense of trying to normalize and get ahead of it just to help look for the signs that that can be there and how to best help the family. As a brand new nonprofit, you're looking for support wherever you can find it and those that's where those community partnerships come in. Um, what kind of support are you looking for from community partners? Who are you approaching and what can you offer them if they're willing to support you? Ideally, we're looking for uh, community partnerships. Uh, 
initially. And that's really to to get that buy-in from the community to interact with veterans, you know. And that's, right, the whole goal of this is sort of getting everyone comfortable with everyone else, if you will. Um, so we've gone to, to a lot of local businesses asking for um, sponsorships or for raffle items. I can't even begin to name all the. Oh, well, that's the, great. The, the it's that's such a long companies. list. Yeah, it's mm. it's been a, a really great list of people that have helped us out. Um, and Katie, you said there was a grant that helped you. Yeah, um, we received a grant from the Utah State Veterans and Military Affairs Department uh, for, and we we use that for our UTV ride. Um, mostly, and we'll continue to use it for our recreational experiences. In a way, that partnership has really helped blossom uh, us to connect and be part of community calls that happen monthly to connect with all uh, partners in the state. Uh, it's been a really great um, partnership there. And I think when you say we're looking for community partners, people assume well, you just want us to write you a check, but that's not necessarily the case. Mm-mm. No, I mean, we want to be able to interact with with the companies. We want them to come out and, uh, you know, if it's put up a booth or if it's just to come out to an event and talk with the veterans and just be a part of the actual, um, actual event at the actual community, if you will. Um, yeah, we don't want it to stop with just, just a check, you know, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. The check <laughs> yeah. I was going nice, to say, but... let's make sure we're very clear. If somebody <laughs> wants to write a check, yes, you please. will take that check and say, thank yeah. you. Yes. There and are I'm, many things we yeah. can do to help veterans with the, with the mm-hmm. money for sure. And a hundred percent always goes back to our experiences. And I think that's one thing in particular we pride ourselves on. Oh, yeah. um, same for, we pride ourselves on our uh, meet and greet calls. These are calls that allow us to call every single veteran who signs up for a free membership. And that's, you know, some things that make us unique. I saw on your website there's a place to become a member. There's one button for the veteran, one button for civilians. So if I go there and fill out that information as a veteran or a civilian, what what happens? Yeah, so we ask you when you sign up what activities you want to do. Because we do invite um, civilians as well to a lot of our um, experiences that we have. And this is, in a way, is for us to start getting to know you. And we offer you a phone call if you would like to talk to us. We want to talk to you. But when... um, I can really say when community has come to our events, we know you, we talk to you, we interact with you on social media, and it's really become like just friendships that that really blossom from it, which is really nice. And mm-hmm. that was the goal. That's what we wanted. Yeah. You know, I think if you'd ask any, almost anyone in our country, do you support our troops? Everyone's going to say yes. And, you know, for a while that was something you saw a lot, support our troops, support our troops. But in a lot of cases, I don't think it went beyond just putting that sticker on your bumper, that which is the absolute least you can do. Um, how can people help and how can people do more than just put a bumper sticker on their car? I, I mean, I would say consider, if possible, what supporting your troops looks like, right? So you've got people that have, you know, that are missing limbs and you can tell that they that they served. You can tell that, you know, whatever happened. Um, And there's a lot of veterans that you don't see those wounds. You don't see what they go through. You don't see what their family goes through. So look for these types of organizations that are out here trying to help those types of veterans and, and get involved, you know, whether that is if you can only, you know, donate a dollar or if you can donate some time. We're always asking for volunteers at our events to help um, with any number of things. So there's, there's ways that you can kind of, uh, support veterans more than, you know, more than, like you said, a bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, asking you as a veteran, I have tried my best when I see people that I know are veterans to say, thank you for your service. That seems kind of trite at this point too. 
um, what, what, what is a better way for me to show my appreciation? Of course, putting that into action is one way, but just passing a veteran in the airport. I got to be honest with you. I do the same thing. If I pass a Vietnam veteran, a Korean War veteran, if someone has a, a hat on, I will go and say thank you for your service. Um, it's embarrassing as a veteran. It's, you know, you really? kind of don't know what to say. Huh. Um, I feel like there's no sort of global response to yeah. it. Uh, but I, I think that does still carry a lot okay, of Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> um, you know, we as veterans appreciate it regardless of how we respond. So one of the other points on your website is that you are focused on serving the needs of all veterans and being very inclusive. What does that look like in your organization? Yeah, and so we, we really aim, I think, what differentiates differentiates us again is meeting the needs of all veterans in the state of Utah currently. So not just Salt Lake County, um, really reaching out, trying to get to other counties to meet more veterans. And inclusive is is such an important term, right, in terms of what we look at. Um, veterans from all eras, veterans, mm-hmm. right, with any um, physical adaptations or mental health, uh, the, any piece we want to be able to make sure is represented. And so with our events, we do that. Um, we do have a variety. Not every single event may be adaptive, but we have with scuba diving, indoor mm-hmm. rock climbing we have coming up. And so we really take that as in our mind when we approach doing an event um, because we want every veteran to feel welcomed and as they belong Mm -hmm. and can come. So Katie and Zach, this is a a young nonprofit, brand new this year. Mm -hmm. What are your goals? What do you hope this organization looks like in five years and 10 years? Yeah, the big goal is to branch out to other states. Um, Mm -hmm. That would be is really the dream. I think we really have a great uh, opportunity to meet with veterans in uh, Wyoming and Idaho and uh, rural veterans especially want to make sure that we're mm-hmm. reaching out to all. And when we consider in 10 years just what in the dynamics in terms of veterans leaving service will look different to those who have served early on post 9-11, right, mm-hmm. early OEF, OIF, that, that veterans are going to look different. Space Force, like we want to make sure that we are ready to be able to understand veterans, right, in their mm-hmm. own community and era that they've served in and um, just being there to really – be there for them and i mean i hate to i hate to bring it back to this um but being to a place where we're not having to i don't want to say beg for money but ask for money constantly um if we can get to a place where things are funded in a way that we can provide all of these things without a thought right now you know if we do a fundraiser that just funds the next event which funds the next event and we'd love to get to a point where it's not like that it's just Mm -hmm. We can be doing those events and, and helping these veterans and not think about anything else. And we really pride ourselves on free for veterans. Right. Every event we have not, we will not charge a veteran. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's really a big part of our goal there too. It's a wonderful organization, and we're we're talking about it and having you on the week before Veterans Day on purpose. And if there are veterans out there that uh, didn't know this existed. Definitely reach out. The website is warrior-revival.org. Just a little dash in between those two words, warriorrevival.org. Founder and clinical psychologist Katie Fry and co-founder and U.S. uh, Air Force veteran Zach Jacobs. Thank you so much to you both. Thank you. Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com.